Hello, this is Michael Melfi, and welcome to the Be Investable podcast. Since late 2015, I have had the opportunity to host a pair of amazing programs called the Trep Talk and Be Investable, both on the Michigan Business Network. I invite you to please enjoy some of my legacy content I was able to create while being a host on that network. What you are listening to are some of the engaging conversations I've had with entrepreneurs and with innovative individuals from across the United States and in fact the world. They took the time to share their insights about what it means to be investable. And on the Trap Talk today, we're excited to have our guest, Mr. Ken Wynn, who is co-founder and CEO of Republic an equity crowdfunding platform and portal that is a spin-out of Angels List. Ken, welcome to the show. Michael, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful joining you today. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we hop into this exciting conversation, to parlay so many of the conversations you and I have had, had as a recent, um, I have to ask you the same question I ask each guest the first time they come on. If you've ever watched the show, you know what's coming. So my first question to you is, what? is the first time you made money, and how did you go about doing it? Well, uh, the first time I made money was probably selling my you know, used car first year in college, and I actually sold it for more than what I purchased it for in, uh, in high school. <laughs> so looking back in some way, I'm a used car salesman uh, by, by nature. <laughs> Well, we know you're a lot, a lot more than that. You know, the, the group you have put together for the, for the, the platform, you know, a group of angels list and Uber expats that have now launched in a, an amazing platform, Republic. And, and, and those readers who know me know, know well my, my affinity for crowdfunding. I've been very active in the industry since 2012 and, and it's exciting to see that this has come to be. You want, I can't help but ask the first question. How, how did this? Where did this come from? How did it come? What? 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 what you know? What brought you guys to doing this? Uh, definitely, and I think that uh, it requires a quick description of what I did before uh, founding and launching Republic. Uh, so I started uh, out uh, at Angeles in uh, very early 2014 when they first launched their syndicate product. Uh, and Angeles was a key lobbying force behind the job that. So we knew that Title III or True Equity Crowdfunding would come to pass. And through my work there, as Angelus become the new venture, it became very clear that it only presented a dilemma of the true opportunities ahead when you exclude pretty much everyone except for the wealthiest of individuals uh, to fund entrepreneurs from localized ecosystems in Silicon Valley. And that's great, but that's very limited. And that's why we were so excited when equity crowdfunding was, was you know, a reality because if you allow and open the door for everyone to participate, it is my belief that more ideas are going to get uh, validated and, and have a chance to be impactful or large businesses five or ten years down the road. Awesome, and and I and I think it was it was. Uh, you want to share with me, kind of who brought the team together, or how did they come to be? Obviously, everyone knew what crowdfunding was. You took some of your resources, partnered up with a few other people, and all of a sudden, Republic was formed. You want to share a little bit about that story with us? 
Uh, definitely. You know, it, I mean, it's uh, closing as of my community that my co-founder and I both came from Angelus. In fact, most of the people on our team currently uh, were former, you know, Angelistas. But that we do bring the venture experience, the engineering and legal expertise. But we have a lot of industry partners that contribute, that, you know, play a key role in making Republic possible. Georgia Clement, I disclose, our, you know, out my county. So, uh, Alanoff, uh, Shane Adler at Alanoff, uh, and many, many more. Um, so, you know, Republic is a bit of a community. We have a really exciting group of industry influencers coming together to, to make this work still in the very earliest of days, but hopefully um, we're making traction very soon to, to make the product and the process doable for entrepreneurs, easier for entrepreneurs to do. Great. And, you know, I I always just, just kind of assume everyone is really comfortable and familiar with this concept of crowdfunding. I, I'd like to take a step back, if you if you don't mind, and really talk about crowdfunding, the, the concept of being able to take a product, a project, an idea, a concept, putting it on a portal such as yours, with the idea of using that under regulations such as the JOBS Act, to be able to go out and raise incremental pieces of, of money, and in your case, sometimes as low as $10, going out and being able to raise money from accredited and non-accredited investors to fund their project. Is that a pretty good analysis of crowdfunding? Is there anything else you would add to explain to someone who doesn't understand what crowdfunding is? Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. Uh, and, and if I may layer on, these are my background as a securities attorney. The reason why Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, have been around for so long uh, is because it takes no uh, regulatory hurdle to, to do it when you accept an investment true investment from the retail public uh, it comes with complex regulatory compliance obligations, and that's why it's only doable to, in the you know, middle of this year. It's a brand new industry, at least that's the new that is. So to be clear, I mean, I get it, I want to make sure our listeners get this, is that under the recent passage of Title III, they are now, as entrepreneurs, able to go out and raise money using equity crowdfunding from non-accredited investors, meaning investors that are everyday people, and they were able to put in nominal amounts of money as an investment, if they'd like, into businesses, and then there are some statutory limitations based on income, correct? Correct, correct. Uh, then you go through a process, then the funding portal, like we public, would help them to, uh, to, to uh, prepare and file the form. And then after that, literally anyone in the general public, from a bartender to a billionaire, can invest uh, the minimum amount that a company prescribes. Okay. So, and, and just out of curiosity, I mean, it, when people hear investing, they think it's so complex and, and difficult. You know, let's it, 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 talk about the entrepreneur first. The entrepreneur has an idea. How, how do they go about possibly making sure they comply with SEC and FINRA and have all the documents? How, how does that happen, or how do you, are you able to help them with that? 
Right, right. So the funding part of the intermediaries, we probably think is one, is supposed to be um, in, you know, playing the role of helping entrepreneurs, first of all, screening them, and then the, 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 the companies that uh, each funding quarter or the department would bring on, we would provide that support uh, and guidance to allow the entrepreneurs to meet regulatory compliance. So it is very important for entrepreneurs to pick the funding quarter that they are most comfortable with. I'll be in a discussion with them. Got it. And then, so the entrepreneur goes on, listed, takes the project live. Let's talk about the other side of it, the funders. So now you have people that want to fund it. Do these people, do they mail in a check? Do they PayPal it? How, how do they go about making this investment? How, do they put it on a credit card? What, how do they go about if they were to go to Republic, invest in one of your projects? Yes, so you can go on the site. First of all, you got to open a user account. And then you got to take a quick quiz. We want every investor on Republic to understand that early stage investing is highly risky, highly speculated, and then you may very well lose all of the money that you invest in. So we ask that people take a quiz uh, just to confirm basic understanding of early stage investment. After that, they can very quickly, and that's where our product expertise comes into play, they can very quickly and safely link their bank account. It takes all about 20 seconds for them to automatically link to their bank account and make an investment. We are working on PayPal and credit card solutions, uh, and that should be, uh, we should be able to accommodate those new payment mechanisms uh, in the near future. Got it. Awesome. Great. And as far as once the transaction is completed, do you guys help closing and the transferring the money? Yes, so it's all automated, basically. So from both for the entrepreneurs and the investors, from record-keeping to confirmation to transfer of money, it's essentially a seamless process. Uh, And uh, and even the communication between uh, founders and the investors going forward, uh, we will facilitate that as well. Got it. And, and, and I guess one other thing that I've seen come up that people always ask about is, okay, an investor, a funder puts money into the project. How do they, how do they track tax returns, K-1s, dividend payments? How do they know what's going on getting paid back? How, who handles that and what, what happens with that kind of stuff? Yes, so they will, um, you know, every single investor in the public will have a profile. They can access information and activities by simply logging on to republic.co. Um, and there wouldn't be any K-1 uh, because it's a direct investment into the underlying company. Um, the only thing that that, um, that triggers uh, action from the investor's perspective is even when there's a communication from the company or there's a conversion or liquidation of the investment, if the company gets sold for twice the amount that is today is worth, uh, and if there's a capital distribution, then we will notify the investor along with their profit documentation for them to then receive the cash. Great. That sounds perfect. Awesome. So is there anything else, you know, I mean, I know we're making it seem pretty easy if two veterans in the crowdfunding space talking about crowdfunding. Um, is it really just that easy or are we missing something here? For, for, these, for people who are never used crowdfunding to raise money for their business, 
and vice versa for those people who are new to the wanting to be an investor, whether as you said, a bartender or a billionaire, is there anything else they should know about, about crowdfunding and specifically if they want to go fund a, po- a project on Republic? Absolutely. I think my, the only thing that, that I, I think is worth um, pointing out is that crowdfund investing is so much more than just returning your investment. We all watch like Shark Tank and we all get so enthralled by the stories of successful entrepreneurs. Well, investing is a really good way to be part of that entrepreneurship journey uh, because you're, you know, you with language support, you can communicate with the founders. If you see a company that you really like or a team that you really believe in, you know, I think try it out. Uh, but as always, do not invest any amount of money that is necessary for your day-to-day life because there's a high likelihood that you won't see any of that money, uh, you know, return to your bank account. Uh, so invest in small amounts and in a lot of companies. Do not put all, uh, you know, in, in one basket. So I, and I appreciate that. I think we were talking about making sure to diversify. And, and so, you know, typically most investors and uh, will diversify their investments, and specifically angel and venture capitalists will often invest, invest, uh, diversify their investments across a portfolio. What you're suggesting is the same thing for the non-accredited investors. And, and I appreciate you saying that, and, and, and I, know, I know that my – my legal staff will definitely remind me that I need to put in some type of disclaimer, so here's my chance to plug that anything on this show is definitely not meant to be investment advice and nothing on here has been, you know, SEC or FINRA approved as far as from an investment standpoint. This is just two, uh, two guys having a great conversation about crowdfunding and how we can empower the entrepreneur ecosystem. So that, that's my disclaimer. This is not legal and or financial and investing advice, so please consult a professional and and when you are looking at sites, please do not hesitate to look at Republic. They're a great site, and they have some great uh, projects up there, and they're doing some really awesome things being a, a spinoff of Angels List. I, I've got to ask you. you really quickly about that. Um, you know, it is being that you are guys are a spin-out of Angels List, and a lot of people know that as a trusted resource, what is the affiliation there? Is, is there anything there? Are there resources that are shared or anything that someone who comes to Republic would see the transparency between the two organizations? Right, no, no. I mean, it's a, Republic is a truly independent company. Um, okay. That says, you know, we are uh, now team here from Angelus, and we are uh, an Angelus is an investor in Republic as well. So we have the, let's just call it the, uh, the mission support, the psychological support of the entire team, but it is a separate, distinct, and independent operation. That's great. That's great. Well, congratulations with that. Um, let me, let me ask you. I, I, I know that I know that having had quite a bit of experience in the in the crowdfunding space myself, it, it can be challenging to raise money as an entrepreneur using crowdfunding. Um, what what do you think is the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs face when raising money using crowdfunding? Um, I would say not being adequately prepared to allocate the time and resource to plan out a strategy, a tight strategy, before you even launch the campaign. A lot of people think that, well, you just post the campaign, the deal page, uh, that means that money is going to flow in, and that's definitely not the case. Uh, between building our strategy to provide your network and following up on it, so, so that mental and time and money 
um, preparation is absolutely crucial, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs either underestimate or, or don't realize how much work it takes. You know, I I, I, I want to make a joke about it and say, Helen, you, you mean you mean all they all have to do is just create the project and the money will come? You build it and they will come, right? And I, I couldn't agree more. It, it's it is it is a process, but, you know, and, and it is a plan. And, and while the average fundraising may take a few months, the the months leading up to it are, are as as important, if not more important, than the actual fundraising. And the other side is, you know, I I share this a lot with entrepreneurs. Is is there's a, there's a a playbook. There's a strategy to use of sorts when you are going to fundraise in general. Um, you know, crowdfunding is, is pretty specific in, in some of the tactics and strategies that work. I know a lot of times when I when I work with entrepreneurs, they learn there's an actual playbook, a process to follow to do that. So it's it's great to hear you say that. Is there is there a certain strength or attribute or characteristic that you feel is necessary to be successful with a crowdfunding campaign? Uh, general companies uh, across the spectrum, uh, you know, can, can, can be a successful crowdfunding campaign. But obviously, companies with that are consumer-facing have a product or service that already an existing base of customers love. I think that uh, those are most poised to to uh, execute a successful equity crowdfunding campaign right now. As the industry matures, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, companies without a consumer-facing product that otherwise represent a really attractive investment opportunity, kind of like the Y Combinator type companies. Uh, and, and perhaps they, too, would have an easy time crowdfunding. But for now, B2C, uh, business-to-consumers type companies, I would think are, are the most suitable type. You know, I would agree, I would agree that, that consumer-facing uh, products that you can touch, you can feel, are, are much easier. They're tangible. And so if you're going to invest in something and someone that makes a widget, it's a little bit easier than investing in something that may be, uh, you know, uh, an app or t- a disruptive technology, which can have great returns and be a great investment. And to someone who hasn't invested in those before can potentially be, you know, somewhat challenging to get your get your arms around understanding the business model and the concepts. Uh, yes, absolutely. And then because of those, B2, you know, if you look at those B2C companies, uh, crowdfunding is half about the money and half about marketing and branding and customer engagement. So back to the point that you made earlier, Michael, uh, it's twice the work. Fundraising alone is a lot of work. Marketing alone is a lot of work. So when you do crowdfunding, it's twice twice the work. But if you do it well, you can get that much more in return and not just about uh, net operating capital to raise. Absolutely, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more about the things we're talking about. I guess my, my last question for you is, if you had to provide advice to, to anyone out there looking for capital and considering crowdfunding, what would be your advice to them? Um, we'll have a, I would say the, the, the one advice that applies to all, and this is based on having reviewed several hundred applications into Republic, that I think that before you even spend time engaging the portal and all of that, make sure that if your company is not already relatively mature, then have a pitch that have your message down clean and clear. Crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding is not suitable if it's just an idea. You've got to think through for relevant angles of operating, you know, on, on revenue projections, on what your 
special magic sauce is because once you have that down, then you can build, build a pitch deck and then from there on you can convince friends and family and supporters. So do that first and then approach the different portals and see which one is best uh, for you. Perfect. I love it. Well, last question for you. I, I like to ask most of the people we have on the show. Um, this is entrepreneurial. Most entrepreneurs have a favorite quote or song or saying that, that they kind of resonates with them. Is do you have, do you have one yourself that that, that is uh, something you uh, repeat to yourself at all? Uh, you mean a quote that I repeat to myself? Huh. Uh, you know, I do. <laughs> I am. You know, I'm an immigrant uh, to my family migrated to the U.S. Uh, from Vietnam uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, so my parents actually grew up in a war-torn country, and I know a lot of the stories that my parents and people of that generation went through. So in my mind, rather than like remembering a quote, I think it's a huge advantage for me to just kind of like think back of the things that people in other countries and other places uh, have to go through every day, and how fortunate I am and we are to be in the you know 50 United States of America. And be a part of this all. So, kind of like just take a moment back on days that can be hard and stressful and long, and and know that you know it can be a lot worse. And we're like really fortunate. And I don't know, look around, take a deep breath, and just like chart on. I think that's more more of what I do and uh, and what I would recommend. So, sadly, I don't have a quote, but I hope that I would do it. Ken, I, I like your story and, and your mindset a lot more than any quote. I really, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the authenticity around that. And, you know, you are so right is that just taking time to realize how, how lucky and blessed we are to be in a country where we can go out and raise funds and start businesses and and be able to invest right. in other businesses. What, what, what a cool opportunity that that is available to us through through awesome companies like Republic. So I want to thank you. I, I, I always love when we get a chance to chat, and I was really excited when I heard about everything you were doing and, and getting to share this with our audience. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Michael. It's such a pleasure, and uh, would love to uh, turn back on uh, with you and the audience whenever you, uh, whenever you think the, the next step or the next time uh, is. Have a Perfect. wonderful weekend. I, I will definitely, I will definitely take, take you up on that. In the meantime, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. Once again, we, we, were, we had Ken Wynn on. He's the co-founder and CEO of Republic, a spin-out of Angels List in, in the crowdfunding space, a $36 billion industry globally, uh, raising money for ideas and entrepreneurs and just an amazing opportunity, something that's near and dear to, to me and, and excited that I was able to share with you a new exciting resource that's coming to the entrepreneurial community. Please do not hesitate to reach out if you have any comments, questions, concerns. You can do it in the comments below on this podcast or always check us out online or on social media. Until the next show, we want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy yourself and we'll talk soon. Thank you for taking a look back with me at some of the relevant conversations we've had over the past couple years across the entrepreneurial ecosystem and the investable world. As always, check out the Be Investable podcast latest episodes here on iTunes. And also look for some of my blog posts on the Michigan Business Network. 